So I was reading uh, the book of Numbers, and something stood out to me. Now, I got to give you a little bit of backstory. In the book of Numbers, and also in Leviticus, and a little bit of Exodus, the people of Israel have just been delivered from God, and they're wandering in the wilderness. They're not actually wandering. They're following God. They're following his cloud, and they're following uh, a pillar of fire. And throughout this experience, they start to complain at every difficulty. Every little difficulty, they complain. And God, at first, instead of chastising them, he just gives them what they want. Even though, instead of maybe depending on God or, or trying to remind themselves how God has uh, delivered them from Egypt and delivered them from the hand of Pharaoh. They complain about their circumstances, which really aren't that bad. So uh, they're complaining, and about 10 times they've complained, and God has simply answered their complaints, right? He may have said, why do these people complain? But he didn't do anything. He answered their complaints. Finally, they get to the very close to the promised land, this land which God promised to give them, flowing with milk and honey, right? And they see it, and they send some spies. And the spies go, and they realize that uh, this land is occupied. Now, two of the spies looked at the bright side and said, Hey, God is going to bring us to this land. They have lots of fruits and uh, grapes and um, figs and all these different things. And it's a very good land. But the rest of the spies are like, no, no, this land is tough. You know, they got big walls and there's people dwelling there and they're giants. And we look like grasshoppers compared to them. It was ridiculous. Nonetheless, uh, the negativity outdid the positivity. And most of Israel, in fact, almost all of Israel at that moment decided to complain again and say, you know, why did God bring us all the way here? Not remembering that God fed him with bread the whole time. Not remembering that God led him through the wilderness, gave him water out of rocks. And still they're complaining, right? Still complaining. They're still alive. They're still in good health and they're complaining. Finally, God says, all right, you want to complain? Um, I'm done. I'm done with you all. You're going to wander in the wilderness. Now they're going to wander for 40 years. They're going to experience hardship, and everyone from 20 and upwards would die in the wilderness except the two spies that had a good report. Now, here's the crux of the matter. This is what I've noticed. Every time that, uh, or I should say after this particular point, God started to visit plagues and to visit um, judgments on them and basically give them what they want. They, they want to suffer. He gave them suffering. He killed some of them. He did some things. They rebelled against Moses a couple times. Basically, you see all this turmoil happening because of their rebellion. And usually when something happens uh, and, and God's like, you know, visited, visiting them with a plague or something, Moses and Aaron, Aaron is the high priest, I think Moses' brother, uh, they go out and they intercede for the people right away and they try to stop God from, from killing them. But I'm finding this story in Numbers 21 this is very interesting. In Numbers 21, I'm going to read some of it for you. 
Numbers 21, verse 4. And, the, and they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to come past the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. So I guess they were about to start complaining again. In fact, in verse 5, And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither there is any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. Now, every time God has fed them and gave them water, and they're still complaining, saying, we don't have any bread, we don't have any water. How many of us still complain, you know, even though we have a house, we have whatever, a place to live, a place to eat, and everything, all the things that we need, we complain in our hearts. Oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. Oh, I need this, I need that, uh, and I can't get it. And we murmur instead of being grateful. Nonetheless, they're complaining that they, they don't have food and water. And then the Lord sent fiery serpents among them, right? And they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Now, I believe that he didn't actually, like, create fiery serpents and sent them. I believe what he did was, you know, as they were complaining, he said, all right, you don't, you don't appreciate my protection. Because remember, they're in the wilderness. They're in this, uh, this, this place that's probably dangerous, has beasts of prey and all these things around. And he says, all right, you don't want to um, appreciate my protection. I'm going to withdraw it a little bit, right? And he probably just allowed some serpents to go into the people. And they bit them and they died. Much of them died. Verse 7, therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Now, this verse is really dramatic to me. Because number one, Moses did not go and intercede on their behalf right away. I almost imagine Moses saying, you know, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of these people complaining. You know what? They want to keep complaining against God. So be it. Allow God's judgment. I think Moses just got sick. He just got tired and said, you know, I'm just going to let God's judgment go. I'm not even going to go out there and pray for them anymore. So it seems to me, and I guess this is just my imagination going on, but it seems to me that they're coming to Moses. They're like, okay, Moses, we need your help. You know, so it's almost like Moses said, all right, have fun with your serpents. I'm going to be with God. And then finally they, they realize, okay, the, the God of heaven has been protecting us all this time. We need his help. So they go back to him. Right? And, Mo, and it says, as Moses prayed for the people. Usually it says, as, and Moses fell on his face. And Moses ran into the people. Or Moses did something. Moses usually gets energetic and excited. But here, just like, oh, Moses just prayed. Like, is he, it's just to me. Again, to me, it seems like he's sick of it. Right? And then the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent. This is verse 8. And set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that has bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. So here we have this, this serpent that Moses is making for the people. Just imagine this. Everyone's in a camp getting bit by some snakes and they're dying and people are running crazy and going hysterical and like everyone's just going mad and then Moses is like all right if you want to live look at this look at this stick with a snake on it like how ridiculous does that sound look at a stick with a snake on it are you kidding me that is the beauty the beauty of the gospel we are to to take our attention off of the things that are plaguing us, right? <laughs> to take our attention off of the troubles that are around us. All these people 
were going crazy. They were going crazy. They were like snakes were biting them and they were running around and trying to avoid them and, and, and jumping around and hooping and hollering. Right. And then Moses takes a, a stick and he puts a snake on it. And he says, look at it and you'll live. That is the gospel. Take your attention off of the troubles around you and focus on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ became sin for us and he was raised up on a stick or a cross and he hung there. And when he hung there, he was sin. Snake, snakes are a representation of sin, right? The devil was called the serpent in the garden. Now, all the people had to do was look up in faith and they would be healed. All you have to do is look in faith and you will be healed. It may not happen right away like in this story, but you have to look in faith. Focus on Jesus Christ and you will be healed. But if you keep focusing on your problems, you keep focusing on what you believe to be your issues, you keep focusing on um, your financial problems, uh, or you keep focusing on your wondering if, if God can save you, you keep focusing on your doubt, you're going to keep, you're not going to look at that stick. You're not going to see your salvation. So focus on Jesus Christ.